Rico's gonna give you, what Rev is gonna give you, what Ben is gonna give you, what all three are gonna give you. The Big D. Rico's gonna give you, what Rev is gonna give you, what Ben is gonna give you, what all three are gonna give you. The Big D. Rico, Rev, and Ben, yet they're at it again. Breaking down the team, putting stats up in your head, nothing left unsaid. They're leaving it all on the field. Just like the favorite team, raising two cups and we'll chill. The knowledge is a real for a trio so true to representing the great red, white, and blue. And you love them too. That you can't deny, so just one time, let me hear Dallas till I die. Chico's gonna give you what? Rev is gonna give you what? Ben is gonna give you what? All three are gonna give you the Is gonna give you what Ben is gonna give you what all three are gonna give you the big D um soccer podcast Hey, hey, welcome to Big D After Dark on August 9th. Oh, and we are excited to welcome you to our live video show podcast that break down, breaks down FC Dallas news and rumors with a bit of saltiness and fun. Tonight we celebrate 10 points from the past four games for Dallas with a draw at Seattle. How good is that? And a big home win against the inferior Austin FC. We'll invite you to join the Shoon Train. We'll invite you to great head coach Luchi Gonzalez with us, and we'll talk about the unexpected stories of this season. Why not join us and share your comments and questions live? Welcome to Big D After Dark. Hey, hey, there we go. Welcome to Big D After Dark now. Our stream may have the wrong date on it, but hey, uh, that's life. Uh, always a little technical thing that, that we are going to uh, continue to adjust, but you're here. It's August 9th. You're here on the After Dark podcast live show, available if you can't catch it live, wherever you like to get podcasts. And right now, it's just the two of us. Uh, ben uh, is going to join us later, but I'm Nathan. You can follow me at Nathan J. Hill on Twitter. Uh, there next to me is my buddy Jose Carmona at El Chico Hello. Carmona. All right. We're, we're glad you are with us. Let us know if uh, audio sounds good. We are always learning. There's always a few technical issues, but um, it's a long season. Just as we've seen with FC Dallas that you can have some issues and then you can correct them. You can grow. You can learn from them. And that's what this team has done. That's what we all are doing. That's what the human experience is about. And that's what we're going to talk about today with FC Dallas. Ten points from the last four games. A huge turnaround from where we were four games ago thinking about how long is Lucci going to stick around in his job. Um what is you know is this team in shambles is did did the front office whiff on every signing this offseason and now here we are 10 points four games by the way two of those games on the road four points on the road which uh, really shifted FC Dallas's fortunes and and we know it's going to be that will be uh, part of the the journey uh, you know the challenge in mean, the next legs of the season but this week in particular, they go to Seattle. They they go down by one goal, but they gut out a late Franco Hara goal. Just a scrappy, kind of something out of nothing. Get a huge point on the road in a tough place to play. And then come back home and take care quite easily of the, the lowly Austin FC expansion side. Um yeah, this has been a great couple of weeks to be an FC Dallas fan. So let's just start there with this past week with Seattle, with Austin FC. Jose, what did you like from the matches? 
like that the team found a way. I mean, they, they were down to Seattle, and uh, prior to the current run of form that they have, we all would have pretty much hung our heads and said, oh, boy, you know, this is where the team collapses. Cause we've seen them play well on the road, even though they hadn't earned a point on the road up until this past four weeks. They'd play well for a full half, and then the other team would score a goal, and then it would just snowball from there. The team would completely fall apart. They ended up losing by two or three goals on the road. And that didn't happen this time. This time you saw you saw basically they fell down 1-0 to Seattle. And instead of folding, you saw the team basically find a way to find an equalizer and get the results at Seattle. And, you know, I don't care if Seattle wasn't 100%, which is something that everyone likes to throw in your face. Seattle hasn't been 100% for most of the season, and they've gotten result after result after result. And even a Seattle at 50% is still almost impossible to be beaten at home by a team that's not a good road team. So an excellent result. There's no way around it. That's a, that's That's – when you look back, if this team turns it around and makes it into the playoffs and makes a run, that draw at Seattle is one of the games that you'll look back and say, that was when this team basically turned it around. You know, it was actually, you know, the week before that. But like I said, it's one thing to gain the lead on the road. Then you can, once you get the game lead on the road, it's easier to try to get that point. Or, or get the three, but when you fall behind on the road, that's murder. In MLS, yeah. it's absolute murder, especially for a team like Dallas, who, let's face it, has never been a really good road team on the region. So, and again, I think you're being kind of generous, you know, actually not generous enough with those four points on the road because they didn't just get them against anybody. They got them against, you know, most of these points have come against the top three teams in, in the West. Yeah. So these are teams yeah. that we had every right to expect a loss against. And of those four, the last four matches, it's actually the Austin, first half of Austin, I guess Austin was actually probably our worst half, I would say. Because, you know, I hate to say it, but it, it, we, Dallas could have easily been down a goal maybe even two goals against Austin in the first half because Austin had their chances. They, they really did, and, and, and Dallas looked flat-footed. They looked, you know, looked like all those games in such a short, short time span had taken its toll, and that mm-hmm. could have been disastrous against Austin, but that didn't happen. They turned around second half, and in and, and the second half, we got the FC Dallas that we thought we would see in the first half. Yeah. So, all in all, uh, a great run of form and, and hopefully gives us a little momentum going into this uh, upcoming brutal road stretch. And, hey, I think I think our, our buddy uh, Ben has just joined us. Ben, are you with us? I am. Do you hear me? Yes. All right. Good, good, good. Hey, uh, we were just talking about this past week. Um and uh, a draw at Seattle and Austin FC and just the things that we liked, uh, what we saw. What what did you like that you saw this past week from this team's fight? Well, I mean, you know, going down a goal in Seattle late and then coming back, that's a testament to the guys that aren't getting a whole lot of playing time right now. Obreon, Vargas, Hara, um, I don't know if you read Matt Doyle's uh, article uh, capping up the weekend, but basically just lifted what I've been saying for the past couple of months. So people have noticed. Um, And so, uh, you know, keeping an unbeaten run into, you know, the three game homestand they're on, I think was, was big. Um, I think, uh, I think one thing I would like to see, um, over the course of the next couple weeks is, uh, you know, some more proactive rotations like what you saw out of Austin this weekend, because I think now that FC Dallas is getting healthy, 
Uh, they got the depth to do that. Um, you know, um, and I, I think I think Lucci's decision making has been improved over the last couple of weeks, and you can see that in the results. I like that. All right, that's good. That's good stuff to think about. Yeah, and I, I think gutting out the result. Uh, by the way, Tommy, uh, our buddy Tommy Labouf on uh, um, is joining us, and he said, yeah, he likes Shun. He likes what Shun brought, the energy, and we've seen that. We've seen that Shun has been a, a lively piece. I think, uh, I think, too, being highlighted, uh, as Matt Doyle did, um, uh, you know, it's even seeing that Pepe, even if he hasn't scored, he didn't score this week. He didn't score against Seattle. He didn't score against Austin. But his off-the-ball movement was crucial to setting up the times we did score kinds of things. Like he just put in his shifts. He's a professional. He's growing. He's learning. So that's that's great. That's some good stuff. So there's a lot to like. And, and I agree with you about Lucci, Ben. I, I think Lucci has shown... You know, Matt Doyle on MLSsoccer.com in his, in his um, article this past week kind of leads with FC Dallas and says that, that Lucci simplified the formation and the over-game plan at the beginning of the season. I think it's easy for a, a soccer guy to do that. I don't know that he knows the mind of Lucci. Uh, but the team is playing freer. They're, they're playing um, – they're, they're, there's – but I mean, the pieces are clicking right now. There's a good confidence, and, and we're going to get to that here in just a, a moment. Um, uh, in fact, let's let's do that now. Let's listen to to our buddy Ryan Hollingshead as he talks just kind of about the team and and sort of their confidence level. Yeah, uh, we're obviously really excited to be in the rhythm that we're in. Um, We've been preaching it to ourselves all year long. It's just a matter of time until we find our rhythm. We've got the players. We've got the team. We've got the tactics, the style we want to play. and We know that it can be successful in this league. And so uh, we've been doing that, putting that together every week in training, knowing that these things are going to change. And it's finally uh, happening and starting to feel that. And then, you know, obviously you get that one, you get the second win, and you can see the confidence just start to turn in the guys and the, the way that they're playing, the way that we're attacking, and even the way we're weathering storms. Like we're – we're getting so much more comfortable to weather other teams' attacks and not let it change our mentality. Um, so uh, really excited for where we're going. Uh, I think this team has a lot more ahead of it. A lot more ahead of it. I think that's I think that's the question all FC Dallas fans are looking for, right? Is can, can this run continue, right? Yes, I, I think it's not just that. I mean, I think it's now that we've seen the the, the pieces fall into place and seen how the team can play, you know, yes, they've been getting results, but that early season uh, drought that they had is still so fresh in all the fans' minds that nobody is counting their, you know, their – eggs in their basket just yet you know they're, they're just everybody is hopeful but i don't think you have too many fans that are saying oh yeah you know it's sporting kansas city and seattle and dallas we're gonna we're gonna get three points guaranteed against those guys because those guys will come in certainly uh better in better shape than when they were when they, than when dallas played them at home and they'll be pumped to try to get a result you know steal a point in, at dallas and let's face it, if, if Dallas played the way they played against uh, Austin in the first half against Sporting uh, and Seattle, they, they'd find themselves in the hole against those teams. Those are teams that would punish you for, for that kind of play. So I think that's the great thing about the, the, the Austin result is, yes, we got the desired uh, win, the desired uh, comfortable win. But at the same time, the team played bad enough in the first half that it allows Lucci to not let them rest on their on, on their on the result and say, "Oh, we were great." No, you were great for one half. You were horrible for for a second for for the first half. We need to have, you know, 
two good halves. We can't be having a bad half against the points we're going to face the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, I mean, I think we're all hoping that, that to get six points for the next two matches, but, you know, it's no guarantee. Trying to uh, bring up some uh, highlights for us to kind of uh, enjoy um, here as, yeah, I, as you know. I, I want to say also that 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 the one thing that really stands out, you know, I think some people have said that that have accused Dallas of not having. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's other fans mostly saying that. Dallas doesn't have a, I don't know, like a, a style or, 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 you know, when you play other teams, you know, you know what you're going to get, but let's face it. I mean, Dallas, if you look at your attack, is there any other team that's starting what three or four homegrowns in their attack? You know, Americans at that is there, I, I don't think there is. You know, you got Pepe, you got Paxton, you had uh, Surreal, you had uh, Ferreira up there. I don't think that there's another team in MLS that has an, pretty much, other than Shun or, or Ricard to, to gets involved, I don't think you have any other team that has mostly an All-American attack. You know, that's that's something that... that yeah. and, and such a young attack, so I mean, we're just seeing... I don't think they've even hit their stride yet. I, I don't think they have either. I, I, I think I think we have seen glimmers of it coming together. We were just watching on the stream here, um, sort of a sideline view of Ferreira's goal, uh, video courtesy of, of FC Dallas. And, um, yeah, with young guys like Shun, like with Jesus, with Pepe, with Paxton – who are still going to have their up and down games as young players, we haven't seen the, the, the ceiling, right? We haven't seen the potential of what these guys can bring um, on a, yeah, on a week-to-week -week basis. They're still becoming thing, professionals. And I think that's one thing for, for the casual fan to understand is that the Dallas, the team as a whole is so young that you cannot expect them to be the same player they are at the beginning of the season, in the middle of the season, at the end of the season. Because these are young players who are learning. I mean, look at Tafari. This kid, we went from not having a clue if he would be able to handle a start uh, for FCD, and now several, you know, now he's, now we can't see him being taken out of the starting lineup. And he's a player who's improved every week every week he's gotten better and better and better to the point where now you question like i said you question whether they should even bother taking him off the starting lineup once jesus uh, jose and uh matt get healthy you know and if you have to choose between brazan and tafari you say well sorry brazan has gotta go yeah <laughs> i mean and that's but you're talking <laughs> about a player who only has a handful of games under his pocket and and is only going to get better and better and better. And this, that applies to almost, not everybody, but almost everybody in the starting lineup for us in Dallas. And, and maybe I'm being overly optimistic, but that's young players for you. Yeah. She could have lost this team. He could have lost this team. He could have lost the, the, the locker room. That hasn't happened. That means the players trust him, and with young players who are impressionable like that, if they believe their coach and they keep him working on improving, man, this team has – we haven't – we're just scratching the surface of, of what this team can do. Well, well let's – but before we we, uh, we get into that, we're going to hear from Coach Lucci here in just a moment. Appreciate all the comments, uh, uh, Tommy. And by the way, um, um, Hoach or – Hawk says Jose is is my dad. So cool. Hey, uh, <laughs> but before we get into the, we keep the going. Let's just pause for a moment, and because I, I think Tommy brought it up in his comment, and I'm not going to post your your whole comment, Tommy. Uh, 
But, you know, he just says, you know, it can get better, especially if Matt Hedges can return to the lineup because we know Matt Hedges, MLS Defender of the Year, talent, uh, ability, uh, such a veteran leadership presence on that back line. Um, is there anything from these past few games? Obviously, we saw sort of Bresson in this last game kind of show his ability to make some questionable decisions again, put his team at risk. Luckily, it didn't impact the game. But is there anything that you haven't liked from these past couple of games that are, are, are signs that this team still has some things to work on. Ben, we'll start with you on that. I'm throwing to, to you that, that question right there to you give, you. give you a second to think about it. But, yeah, is there anything this team still has to grow into? I mean, these have been great results, but they haven't been perfect, right? Well, no, no. But, I mean, I would say, like, the, the majority of the Sporting Kansas City game was really good. Um, and, you know, uh, even the, even the games, which would probably fall along more along the lines of serviceable, you know, you got results out of those. Um, I don't know to me, like the, the, the things that need to be shored up at this point are, you know, what's going to be your back line going forward. What's going to be your preferred for, you know? Um, so like with Justin Shea coming back, Jose Martinez, getting his health back in, in good shape, you know, what's, what's your back four going to look like? Um, and of course, even, even after that, you've answered questions there, which is great. So you've go, gone from like a, a really dodgy mess to, Hey, actually a good back four and depth, um, you know, when Shane Martinez get healthy, that's great. Um, and then, you know, in the center of the midfield, you know, those two guys behind Jose, what's going to be your balance there? Um, eventually, does, does Paxton end up getting getting back there? Um, you know, the, the, I mean, there's there, there, there's definitely some fine tuning that's still there, but um, you know, it's it's really hard not to be positive almost entirely across the board at this point. How about you, Jose? Anything this team? needs well, to work on well they, they have quite a few things they can work on i mean for even though they've gotten their results i do believe they've allowed over 30 shots against them from both like seattle and, and sporting for example that's a lot of shots i mean i mean maybe not shots but crosses you know a lot of crosses getting whipped into the box i mean safari is having a monster number of clearances for a reason you know and and I think that's something that that needs to be worked on. It needs to be improved on. I mean, I, I know that I know that they got the draw against Seattle, but Seattle made a lot of daring runs into the box. Uh, yeah, it's their weakness seems to be more like you know you've got Tomasi out there, you got Tafari. These are young players. You've got Brisson who's who's prone to hiccups here and there. You got Ryan, who's asked to go much further ahead, and and, and uh, yeah, I think the defense, while while it has been solid, it's still not perfect. It's still it's still not quite there, you know. And and you can still see, like I said, this team, yes, it, it's working better. It, it's everything, everyone's, but there are those hiccups, and those need to be cleaned up. We're not, Estelle's not a well-oiled machine that, that is flawless. You see, you see the, you see the breakdowns, you see, you see the, the, uh, uh, missed assignments, you know, and, and it's a player here, a player there. And fortunately we have other players step up and, and, and compensate, but you can only keep that up for so long. They need to clean that up. It's better than it was earlier in the season, but you can still see where there's, there's work to be done. I mean, you, you tell me, you know, Seattle, for example, uh, I was watching that game and I was like, man, Seattle was making a lot of a lot of daring runs into the box. They were making a lot of, to me, it didn't seem dynamic. It seemed like they were rehearsed plays and like Dallas had basically scouted them so they knew where to position their defenders and stuff. But that's because they were missing their dynamic players like Lodero, you know, uh, uh, for most of the match. 
guys that would take uh, a simple design play and turn it into something spectacular. Okay, and and I think Sporting also had uh, Pulido was missing, uh, Bucio was missing. So I mean, yes, they played solid defense, but like I said, we still see enough hiccups here and there that we have to be concerned. And mind you, some people are celebrating that that Brazan is gonna miss the next, you know, game. May not get back to starting lineup, but I'm not so sure. Yes, we saw Matt play play uh, a couple of minutes both the last two matches, but there's no guarantee that Matt or Jose are ready to go a full 90 minutes or that Lucci will even ask them to. I mean, for all we know, the next match, it could be Justin Chase starting next to Tafari or it could be uh, uh, Kaiser starting next to Tafari because there's no guarantee that Matt or Jose are ready to go a full 90. Yeah. And even if they do, even if they do, you have to think that they're both out of form. So they may make mistakes along the lines of uh, what Brazan does from time to time that are not like them. But let's face it, we don't know if they're both 100%, either of them is 100%. And I'm not sure that Lucci would, would, would uh, Lucci seems to play it safe is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Is I'm not sure if he'll take that risk. So. That's a concern for me going forward. Yes, Brazan and his, you know, tearing up, you know, chewing up his, his pad. Hey, don't, he had every right to throw that tantrum because he realizes that him getting suspended may mean him not getting more playing time going forward unless there's an injury or something. His role will diminish. Whether, whereas if he had not gotten a yellow card, because Matt and Jose are not 100%, Brazant continue, continue to start. And you could keep bringing Matt and Jose off the bench, letting them slowly get back into form. That's not going to happen now. Whoever we get out there next to Tafare is either going to be less than 100%, not in form, or it's going to be someone like Che or Kaiser who will immediately be targeted by the opposition. Yeah. So... Good so point. I think that's the one thing Good that we point. have to worry about. Well, let's shift over to this question from uh, from our buddy Hoach, I guess. Hawk. My my brother goes by Hoach. Uh, with the win against Austin, does does that likely close the door on any chance FC Dallas brings in a new coach, even if we struggle for the rest of the season? Or is Lucci safe with this string of wins? Well, that's a good question. I mean, I, I think we're assuming that the, this good run of form continues. Uh, at, at the beginning of the season, Dan Hunt was clear that this team's goals was to win championship and to be in contention for the playoffs. So to miss the playoffs would certainly be uh, you know, be a, a, a mark against that um, and would raise some questions about Lucci's future. But uh, it's a good question. Um we're assuming this good run of form is going to continue, but hey, FC Dallas is likely going to struggle here and there. Uh, is Lucci's has he at least turned this team around enough to secure his role for the coming year? Ben, what do you think? Well, I'll tell you what. I'll answer that. Okay. I've never been a Lucci out guy. I never believed for a minute that his job is in danger. I think that talk's just ridiculous because for what we view, the fans view is negative, and this and that. It's not necessarily what Hunt's looking for. I mean, all these players that are being sold left and right, they're getting sold because Lucci's giving him playing time. I mean, you're. I was talking about the All-American attack we've got going. Don't think that the Hunts won't be fielding calls for all of those guys. I'm not saying they'll sell them all, but they'll be more than happy to listen to the right offer for anybody that's playing their lights out right now. Uh, you know, uh, Paxton. I mean, be happy that they're playing well. Lucci's playing the kids, but playing the kids, what people don't realize means selling the kids. It's a big, basically, shopping display for other teams. 
and the hunts are more than happy. And and the bottom line is, if Lucci is making the hunts money by displaying the young talent and allowing the hunts to ask, you know, top dollar for Che or Pepe or stuff like that, I don't think his job is in danger. I think as long as he, and, and it's too early for that anyway. We're not where we're like halfway, not even halfway through the season yet. There's still a lot of season. There's only like five points separating, like, I don't know, the bottom, bottom, uh, you know, where Dallas is, what, eighth plate, eighth spot? Them and like the next five teams ahead of them. It's a big, there's no separation. There really is very little separation in the Western Conference outside of SKC and Seattle. I think they're the only two that are far ahead. Everybody else is just a couple of bad results away from dropping out of the playoffs or a couple of good results from getting into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I don't think that's even crossed any, uh, the Hunt's mind. I mean, the fans are overreacting is what I'm saying. Uh, I don't think Lucci's in trouble. And, and, yes, I think he would have to miss the playoffs, but he'd have to miss them wildly. Like, like if they miss the playoffs by a point or on a tiebreaker or in the last week, He's not going. I see. I get your. Point. Yeah. Hey, I I started, but I had uh, I had my myself on mute there. So sorry about that. And and basically, I agree with everything that uh, Jose said there. Um, you know, I mean, they made the playoffs both season under under Lucci. So, I mean, if they make the playoffs again, which is easily in reach, then you know, there I would say there's a hundred percent chance he's coming back. All right. So you, you heard it here, uh, you know, and even I think if they struggle, I, I, I think you'll, I think you could probably hear the argument from, from Dan Hunt and company that like, hey, we had a lot of challenges this year, we had injured players and and um, folks away on international um, duties and stuff. We had, you know, that O'Hara. yeah. What, <laughs> I don't know if Van Hunt will own up to that. But, yeah, like, yeah, so I think he would probably give him a pass. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, uh, hopefully this, this run of form kind of continues. Well, let's let's talk. Uh, Lucci a uh, answered a question about Shun. Let's jump – let's get on the uh, the Shun train, the hype train for for Shun. Uh, what an exciting player. He's, he's coming along. He's growing in each game. Two assists on Saturday against Austin was crucial in that game. Such an energetic force. Um, it's really exciting to watch. Let's let's listen to Coach Lucy talk about shooting. And I kept I made this clip longer because there's a, a funny part at the beginning when when Lucy cannot open a water bottle, and I just thought, hey, this is very human. It's fun for us FC Dallas fans to see. And we have strong hands. <laughs> Uncle Fina, yeah, I'm putting yeah. you away, but it's not my fault. It's yours. <laughs> no, it's like, I don't know if it's wet. I'm usually the one asked to open bottles, just so you know that. But, hey, this is a different bottle, just so you guys know that. Holy cow. I, it's like impossible. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. I, need, I need the equipment manager to get yeah, that. Sorry, John. Yes, um, look, Shun, we said this two weeks ago because uh, he had a good spark um, two weeks ago and, and coming back and integrating with the group. Pretty unfair to him. When he first joined us, I mean, he, he, he was brand new. He, we, he, he played five minutes, seven minutes here. He, got, he was about to come in, and then he, did, he didn't get subbed in because the game, the outcome of the game changed. So he, but, but through all that, he's been such a positive person in our locker, really exciting, excited to be here and contribute and then he went off to Euros and then his teammates got to see him compete in the Euros and, and get some minutes and you could see really the whole team get behind him and support him when he was playing with Hungary. So when he came back there was like a, a stronger connection with him and his teammates and then I think that helped him on the field and he's been earning more opportunities and tonight he got two assists which an assist for me is as important as a goal so um, credit to him and congrats to him and he helped the team get the result tonight. All right, are 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 we on the Shun hype train now? Has the train left the station? Is it just warming up? Where are we at with this? Uh, I've 
always been on the shooting hype train, even even when he had the bad results, when he was played out of position, which I still believe it was just Lucci trying to find a way to get him on the on the field, get him some minutes. But I've always been on the hype train, and and uh, um, I want to say I was on social media earlier, and some people were were making an argument that Shun wasn't all that good, or, or that Vargas and Obion were playing better. I don't know. I I was rolling my eyes at the comments, but his placement of his passing of his crosses have been sublime. I mean, the the there's one thing to whip across into the box. It's another thing to make a sublime pass to the point that the defender, all they have to do is redirect it or hit it squarely without, you know, without, you know, without having to worry about where the ball is going to be. His placement of his crosses has been just sublime. I mean, you know, it's, I don't recall anyone making that many clean passes like that, crosses into the box, uh, you know, low, low, uh, you know, low, low drag, drag driven passes like that, crosses into the box. I love it. I mean, and, and, and it's not just that. It's, I've said it before that, that he gives you that player that seems to be able to run at the defense and create something out of nothing. We saw it against, Sporting, where he was just, you know, terrorizing Susie out there, and he was just, my goodness, he was putting the moves on him, and it gives you another guy like Paxton that's unafraid to challenge the defense, uh, like Ricarte. I mean, the more dynamic players like that on the pitch for Dallas, the more dangerous the attack becomes, and and yeah, I mean, so far so good. I mean, and, and he's what 20, 21? He's just a kid. He looks like a kid too, by the way, you know, and, and, and he looks like he needs a good off season to add a little MLS muscle. But other than that, I I'm impressed. I'm impressed too. Ben, Ben, your, your thoughts on the Shun hype train. Yeah. Yeah. Like I got, I got fully on board uh, during and after the sporting Kansas city game where he, he, he turned Zussi into his little, you know what? Um, <laughs> Agreed. So the thing, the thing is, uh, it's going to be exciting to see him, you know, open up his goal scoring account because one thing about, you know, his play over in Europe is he wasn't necessarily, you know, a big provider. I mean, you know, he was, he was good at that, but I think he was more, more known for his goal scoring prowess. So, you know, it's just a matter of time for for that to come come around too. Yeah, um, you could tell. Yeah, he's getting in those dangerous positions. He's he, his athleticism. He's he's kind of getting to the speed of MLS and the physicality. Um, yeah, it's like it's like it seems like it's a matter of time till he's in those positions to put away a goal or two, right? I mean, I, I I'm I'm with you, Ben. I think we're seeing it. I mean, his, his teammates draw too much attention for him not to, you know, uh, bang home a couple here in the next two weeks. I also want to add one small side note to that, that is that I like the fact that when he was knocked on the ground on several occasions, he didn't turn into Obreon and start complaining to arrests and stuff. I think, a couple, I think he once or twice he did, but he didn't linger on that. And he just basically shrugged it off and continued, which is one thing that I think soured a lot of people on Obreon is that he spent more time on the ground complaining than, than you know, dusting himself off and getting back into into the floor things. And you're seeing that from from Shun, where maybe he's not the most physical guy, but he gets dropped down and he just picks up, no complaints, and just keeps soldiering on. Yeah, he's. Um... He's an exciting player. So our, our buddy Hoach on there uh, says the biggest upside for our new Hungarian player is he actually drives at players and makes play attempts. We haven't seen anyone yes. else do that on this that's, roster outside of Paxton. I agree, and that's that's what I was trying to say too. And I think that's what I said. And it's that's the uh, Hungarian cowboy, by the way. Yeah, the Hungarian cowboy. Hey, uh, I love the nickname. It's you know, it's uh, just saw him put on the hat. And he, 
wore it sideways, which is the way they, they wear it in, in Hungary, which is hilarious to us. But, you know, he probably thought, he's like, hey, you know, what, what do you mean I'm not wearing it right? You know, but yeah, it's a uh, nickname. You can't pronounce his name. Hungarian cowboy sounds great to me. Yeah. Well, let's shift over to uh, kind of this coming week. It's an interesting week for our, the FC Dallas' opponent this coming uh, Saturday um, on uh, on the on the 14th as FC Dallas welcomes Sporting Kansas City. And what's interesting about their, um, the, their week is that Sporting Kansas City has a midweek uh, Nations Cup or whatever it's called. Uh, Nations League, what, what is it called? Anyway, yeah, Nations League. Nations League, thank you. Um, and, and so they're probably, you know, they're going to have to face choices. Vermees will have to make a choice of, of what to prioritize. So there's a good chance we'll see a rotated squad on Saturday, um, or at least a, a squad with some heavy legs uh, to come into the Dallas Heat and deal with um, with with Frisco situations. So it's a good chance for for FC Dallas to to get another three points against Sporting Kansas City, which is sweet, sweet, sweet. Which is just just some good stuff if we can do it. So, what what are you all thinking about this? What's your feelings on this weekend? Um, you know, we said we got to win three points at home. What's your predictions for this coming match? Hey, you know what? Um... You know, our, our Budapest Baquero, he's going to get uh, a brace and one of his uh, teammates will add another and they're going to just put the wood to Sporting Kansas City. 3-0. Yeah, I um, I got a feeling that that, that Sporting Kansas City has been a bunker. I, I really want to see, wait and see what happens, how, how they roll out against Leon first, you know, we don't know how serious they're going to take that. For all we know, they could send their reserves. You know, they could bring a bunch of Sporting Kansas City two players up and field them against Leon. We don't really know if they're going to take that match seriously at all, which is what I'm waiting for. My guess is they'll play some kind of rotated squad, but you got to remember that Sporting played LAFC on Wednesday, then Colorado on Saturday. Now they're playing Leon tomorrow. And then they travel to to uh, Dallas. I, I believe the Colorado game was in Colorado, also. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about, you know, they played at LAFC, then they played at Colorado. Now they're gonna travel home, host Leon, and then travel to Frisco. Yeah, I, 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 I'm very confident that Dallas should be able to get a result against what should be a very heavy-legged team. Even if they even if they play a rotated squad against Leon, those that's just a lot of attrition for any team. And mind yeah. you, mind you, the players that they're getting back were seeing action with their teams on international, so it's not like they're rested either. Mm-hmm. And and they're they're now without Busio. Um, he I think he's officially been sold. So. Yeah, it'll, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, yeah, so, all right, we're feeling positive. Yeah, I'm, I like I like Ben, I like 3-0, but I'm happy with a 2-0. Uh, you know, even if, if Sporting Kansas City bunkers and we just get a scrappy 1-0 win, yeah, let's keep I'll, the good times rolling. Let's keep the, yeah. Hey, Tommy, ask another good question here. Let's, let's touch upon it um, before we close out. Um, what did you think of Lucci's decision to sub Paxton at the start of the second half? He says, I also want to know that Paxton came out the locker room ready to play. Apparently and this was not planned. Of course, I, I you um, know, I, I don't know. I, I you know, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I didn't listen to the, all the post game. So I didn't know if that question was asked. Um, I believe that Paxton had a hamstring issue and, now, I'm not saying that, that he wouldn't have played through it or not. I'm, I'm sure Paxton would have more than happily played through that. But you got to remember that Lucci is going to use kitty gloves with Paxton. You know, and he's going to be like, oh, wait, you feel something? Okay, we're taking you off. We're not, yeah. they're not going to take any chances with Paxton whatsoever. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it because 
we you, we don't want to run them out there toughing it out and and then that just aggravates it even more and next thing you know he's gone for weeks i'm okay with hey i'm feeling something you know before halftime okay let's play it safe let's take you out i expect we'll see that with whoever starts alongside uh to fire next week whether it's matt or jose i think if they show any uncomfortableness at any point in the game lucy will say okay we're subbing out because lucy is gonna he needs to get his team healthy and kitty gloves with paxton I, i'm okay with that i'm okay as long as long as lucy thinks that 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 paxton is not 100 percent I'm okay with him sitting. Uh, I think we, we heard on the broadcast too, and I, it's just Lucci couldn't convince, I think couldn't make the case to to change the lineup. The lineup had had success. They've gotten some results. Um, it was, you know, he probably could have made a case to start somebody to rest some legs. Um, brought in Ricarte. Ricarte was the more puzzling sub for me. Um, but but probably with just the half he had, it wasn't a great half. Ricarte really struggled to make an impact. Um, it probably made more sense to bring in uh, uh, Costa for his energy and his ability to run all over the place and disrupt. But yeah, you know, I, I, it it was interesting. And so yeah, to think of it from the injury perspective, but also I think it, just a realization those some legs were heavy out there too. I think Lucci just realized even those guys were like, hey, we're ready to play, coach. We're ready to run. And, um, and let me and let me you tell you something tell. else. One of my biggest complaints for most of the season has been that Lucci has waited far too long to make substitutions. And I'm happy to see him make the halftime changes because if you have players like Acosta on the bench, you know, you've got players that have started. I, I know we're not happy with O'Brien, but he started a lot of games for us. He has many players on the bench. You got Surreal that's available. You got players that have starts on the bench you should not be afraid to bring those players in and and the team played badly they played poorly in the first half completely justified let's let's make some changes let's bring in some fresh legs i'm so happy he did it uh i hope i'm not upset at all this is something i've called for before if your team is struggling if your team why wait till the 70th 75th 80th minute to make a change make the change now, especially when you got up to five subs. Dallas has so many young players, so many young players in need of minutes that they should be abusing the hell of that role. I kid you not. They should, FC Dallas should be one of the teams that should sub five players all the time. Winning or losing, you've got so many players, so many young players in need of minutes. I'm very happy they did it, and, and, and it was a positive result. We'd all be upset if if we had lost or, or drawn, then we'd all be, oh, my God, he should have set those guys up. But like I said, I've always called for it. Yeah. Don't be afraid to use those subs. So, yeah, like one thing with the sub rule is you get three windows to make that sub, but you also get half time, and that doesn't count as one of the, the three. So, you know, I mean, like if you've got, you know, you're kind of on the fence, then, you know, use that as your guide. And in a close game, I mean, like it makes sense to do that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, if you can make the two subs at the half, and you still got three subs on hand, why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of young legs that you can throw at tired teams in that heat. Um, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Good, 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 good. And, and meanwhile, by the way, our, 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 uh, our lower, our USL1 side, North Texas SC, uh, got a 2 nothing win um, against... Uh, Tucson, good stuff. That was a fun one to watch. Yes, but what, what's what's that <laughs> game? What was that game important? Why was that win important? What was so uh, special about that match? First road win. Not just the first road win. Big hire. Who was the coach? Oh, oh, yeah, Michelle. Right. That's right. Michelle made his coaching his head coaching debut. Building for Quill and led the team to his first road win. That's huge. I mean, you want to wonder if, 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 let's face it, Quill's making a case to move up to get a better job. I think, I think that he's making that case with the, with the success he's had in North Texas. 
why wouldn't a USL championship team or some, you know, desperate MLS team or something that, that, that wants a coach with a good academy experience? I think he's a candidate. And, and mind you, if Lucci was let go, Quill's probably the guy that replaces them. So I'm happy to see Michelle get that opportunity to coach the team and get the W because he's, I think he's the next guy up, in all honesty. All right. Well, by the we way, need... by oh, the way, ahead. one last yeah. thing on that: North Texas now is in a four-game unbeaten streak. I think it's two wins, two draws, and we all know as bad as North Texas has looked, they, uh, un, you know, all season they haven't looked like themselves. But you can always expect that run surprise. It's here. The run is here. North Texas is finding ways to get points, and you should see sort of like a snowball effect going forward with. Where, like I said, they're a playoff team. It's just a matter of where they'll land in the playoffs. Well, good. Thank you for that, Jose. We're going to leave it there. We appreciate all the comments tonight, all the questions. They enhanced the conversation. And, of course, we invite you to go to BigDSoccer.com for all the news and notes and commentary about, about the week ahead, about the past couple of games. A lot of good stuff there, a lot of good articles to peruse. Um, and of course, check, uh, subscribe to our podcast version. We'll, we'll upload the audio to this. Uh, I'm always looking for feedback and ideas on how we can keep growing the show. So we appreciate everyone. All right. Be safe out there. Jose, Ben, you're wonderful human beings. All right. Good night. Good night. Thanks, Rev. Good night, everybody.